that could possibly go wrong is going to go wrong. <laughs> there's going to be arguments. There's going to be civil wars. And we're okay with that. We're okay with that. Um, let's go around the room to see who we have here. Uh, of course, we have my co-host, Ryan. Ryan, how's it going today? Hey, hey. I'm doing pretty good. Pretty excited for this one. Oh, yeah, me too. Been waiting. Yeah, same here. Um, we also have Anthony. Anthony, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing good. It's been a, a nice, chill day, and then this is going to be the big, hectic part of my day. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> uh, we also have Emmett Watkins Jr. joining us for the first time. How's it going, Emmett? Uh, it's going pretty good. I just uh, I had some friends over and we watched the Kim Possible So Not the Drama movie for the first time in my life. So okay. uh, I'm feeling pretty Ron Stoppable right now. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> that was a bad pun, but we got more to come. That's okay. Don't worry about it. We also have our residential guardian, Eric. How's it yeah, going, well, buddy? Someone's going to have to be the Drac. Uh, Drax? Is it Drax? What's the, what's the uh, villain's name of Kim Possible? Uh, oh God, Draken. I think it yeah, is Draken. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Draken. I, I guess I'm going to be the Draken of this episode. So okay. if we're going to keep the Kim Possible theme. All right, that's uh, fair. I'm, I'm, I'm as long as I get to be with Shigo, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> that's the meme. <laughs> yes, it is. And we also have our uh, other residential guardian, Frank. How's it going? Yes, yo, that's yo, re- yo. What's up? We have two residential How's guardians. Going? Right. We were playing a lot of Destiny. Yeah, of Destiny. I bet. I bet. Too much Destiny. <laughs> That's all right. That's not a big deal. Um, today, like I said, we we're going around the room and discussing Game of the Year. So let me go uh, through the list before I go too crazy. Uh, well, before it gets too crazy. Not the list. Sorry, the rules before it gets too crazy. So <laughs> we're doing five games of the year. Your top five games, uh, we are ranking them, so it's going to be not ranking. We are weighting them. So uh, the first game on your list is going to be number one is going to be five points. Number two is going to be four points. Number three is going to be three points. Four is going to be one point. Five is going to be – sorry, four is going to be two points. Five is going to be one point. Um, for the game to be your number one, you have had to complete it. End game. That's it. If it, you haven't completed it, I can't check to see if you completed it, but I'm taking your word for it. <laughs> if you, I, I'm, I hope you've completed it. Otherwise, why would it be your number one game? Um, check their trophy list. Say it again. Check their trophy, trophy list. list to see if they completed it. This is it. true. This is true. I could do that. But that sounds like a lot of work, Eric. And come on, you know me. <laughs> hey, man, I'll be honest. Yeah. I can promise that much at least. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so. What else? Oh, yes. Uh, The game has to have been out between the dates of November 30th, 2019 and December 1st, 2020, which means I'm sorry, Cyberpunk, but it didn't like it didn't look like you were going to win anybody's game of the year. So (laughs) it is what it is. Um, All right. We're going to start off with Ryan. Ryan, what is your number five? Well, I'm actually doing an audible again. I had to switch up the list a little bit. So my number five is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Oh, okay. All right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Why did you pick it? When I was taught to sit down to do this list, I I knew Animal Crossing had to be here somewhere. I put 
over 400 hours into that game. I'm still playing it to this day. I play it every three days, pretty much. And it has just been, for the kind of year and world we've been living in, Animal Crossing has just been such a nice little break from reality every few days. To really just get out of your head and just do your villagers, design your nice little town, and just be in a nice little happy place for a little while. It's been real good for that. And goddamn, if it did not sell systems for Nintendo, that's another thing that needs to be said. That thing sold gangbusters. Oh, yeah. Very true. Absolutely. Yeah, it's crazy how long that just remained relevant in the conversation the whole year too. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's because it's, I feel like um, the way they did it, where instead of having it everything be in the game and you be able to time skip to holidays and stuff, I think having them as updates that actually happen to like your game and everything was fantastic. It's a way that when the beginning of the month starts, you see that oh, it's Halloween. There's gonna be a big Halloween thing. Thanksgiving, Christmas, and made it come back to always be relevant throughout those events. Mm. Yeah. That's why Animal Crossing gets my number five. Okay, mm. nice. Respectable choice. Very respectable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anthony, what's your number five? For me, my number five is going to be uh, Persona 5 Royal. Okay. And so, for mm. me and my little sister, uh, this was our big game that we were hoping for throughout uh, the year here. And so while we were stuck inside with each other, we had Persona 5. We had already played uh, it originally when it released, and then she was so excited to see <laughs> the new content uh, because this was her first Persona game, and so she had no idea like for, for uh, Persona 4 or anything like that. She had never experienced the additions that they would add. And so she had a lot of fun uh, coaching me in the back because they uh, made all the additions to it to where you can start making progress much quicker earlier in the game. Mm-hmm. And so you get to see, we got to see a lot more of the uh, character relationships that we missed out on because of not having the appropriate stats earlier in the game and that sort of thing. And so uh, they added like quite a bit of content. I think it was like 30, 40 hours uh, additional once we got to the end of it. And so we both enjoyed it a bunch. The soundtrack still amazing and everything else. And then, uh, there was like one shot where my sister just busted up laughing because the character just pulls a gun on you and there's no like pretense in terms of the conversation. It doesn't feel like it's going to go that way. Like it's a little tense, like friendly, like, oh, you beat me in this competition and he just draws a gun. And then <laughs> my sister still <laughs> talks to me about that every so often. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I respect that one. That was my, that was my number six. So I'm glad it's getting some recognition. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was very close to putting it on here myself. Yeah. Okay. Emmett, number five. Okay. Well, I guess the one that beat Persona 5 Royal. Um, this is one that's probably going to be way up higher on some other people's lists. But for me, number five is Spider-Man Miles Morales. Oh, um, okay. I, this one might be a little spicy. Uh, but basically, I loved everything about it. Uh, Spider-Man 2018 is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, and this one pretty much matches the expectations of that entirely. Uh, the same world, but even more, you know, gameplay mechanics, you know, some more tra- more traversal stuff, more combat stuff. But then the story itself, um, I'm just a big fan of Miles ever since Spider-Verse. And this just continues that love, um, adds a new cast of characters or at least getting to know the same cast of characters a little bit deeper. 
And I just really liked the narrative. I was surprised how affecting the story was. I'd say it, it impacted me emotionally more than the original game. And I definitely like this game more than the original game. So uh, the only the only reason it's just five is because it is just more of the original game. Yeah. <laughs> if they didn't release it originally, if they didn't release this as a standalone thing, I would probably see this as DLC and it probably wouldn't even be on the list. But um, I still like it a whole lot. So, yeah, number five it is. It deserves it. Okay, cool. Eric, number five. All right, uh, let me start off uh, a little, little spicy as well, like Emmett. Oh, uh, my number five <laughs> is Putt Putt Saves the Zoo. Oh my god! I <laughs> came out this year. Red told me on this game. No, no my uh, the Putt Putt games are fantastic. You through time there's one where you even bake some cookies you join a parade no actually my number five okay is... good i didn't think this was <laughs> i thought this was legit i was like okay i i want to know about putt putt saves the universe bro i looked it up and it came out in 95 so i was like wow. <laughs> hey, i remastered uh, my, this year this year my number five is tatey's um Ooh. purely because uh, i don't like roguelikes at all like they're when you tell me your game is roguelike, I'm immediately turned off. Like, I couldn't... I remember... Does everyone remember Rogue Legacy? The PS Plus yeah. game that we got a few years ago? Like, I, yeah, everyone yeah. was hyped about that. I played it. I'm like, oh, this is fine. Uh, like, it's the reason why I can't get into Dead Cells. Even though everyone says how great Dead Cells is, I tried it out. And I'm like, man, this just isn't for me. Yeah. Um, so I actually have not finished Hades because I put it down because it got to the point, like with most roguelikes with me, where, all right, I I see I see all the elements of roguelikes that I don't really enjoy, but I don't want to take away how wonderfully made this game is. Okay. Like, that game is beautiful to look at. The music is really good. The combat is fun. Um, I... I like the sense of randomness that you have to build a perfect build on the fly. You can't really think about it too much. Like you have to think room to room. Okay, what's best for me right now? And that's fun. Uh, the characters are all hot. Um, <laughs> a plus. True. Meg is yeah. Meg has my heart, and she'll step on it with heels. But that's besides the point. Um, but. The voice acting is really good. So even though I didn't finish the game and I don't like roguelikes, I think this game deserves all the awards it gets because it is a very well-made game. And I, I like Supergiant, um, like their business practices. I know things come out where like they ban work emails on weekends and they don't really do crunch like most other big studios do. Um, so it, it's good that Supergiant just still makes great games, even though I wasn't a fan of it that much. It's still a very well made game and it deserves recognition. Okay, Certainly. cool. Um, I, I, I just couldn't get into Hades. Like, for me, it was just I tried it for like 30 minutes and I was like, oh, this is not for me, but mm. I mean, teach their own, you know. Yeah, I guess I'm just That's not a roguelike guy. See, I, I am a big roguelike guy. Like things like Risk of Ring 2 or Risk of Ring 2 is probably one of my favorite games of all time. So um I tried Hades myself and I got far enough into it to see like a really cool plot thing that happened uh, like an hour or two into the game. Yeah. Um that 
that got me interested, but for whatever reason, I just haven't gotten back to it. But um, it's definitely one that I want to get to because as a big fan of Bastion, especially the combat's really similar to that. So um, yeah, it's it's definitely worth checking out. Okay, cool. Frank, oh, what's, what's up? your number five? My number five is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Two points I'm on the board. Honestly, I'm surprised it even made it onto my list, but I had I had to think about it. Animal Crossing does ser- deserve some recognition for this year for being that game that everybody got to kind of escape the crazy world that we live in. Um, however, it doesn't excuse the fact that that game shipped uh, very bare bones compared to its predecessors, especially when its predecessors were on a little cartridge and on a DS. Um, there's a lot of stuff missing. Um, there's almost no, like, customization, unfortunately, uh, in terms of, like, other Nintendo brands and everything like that. Um, it just didn't feel as big as I thought an Animal Crossing game would be as soon as you, like, pick it up and start playing. Um, but throughout the, the different updates and everything like that, it has gotten bigger, which is why I think it deserves to at least be on the list. Um... But at least the time I played with it, it was fun. It was great. Uh, the gameplay loop was pretty fun. Um, terraforming is amazing, and uh, yeah, that's just that's why it's my number five. It's it's good. It just didn't launch as you know as big as an Animal Crossing should be. Okay, cool. We should take that quote out of context. Terraforming is amazing. <laughs> terraforming <laughs> is amazing. Yeah. Ever played a game called Terraforming Mars? Oh my god. Oh boy! Awesome. I thought I thought the auto context what you're gonna say is it's big but not as big as it should have been. <laughs> oh boy, that would have been great actually. <laughs> oh um, boy, my number five has to go to a little game called Crosscode. It Ooh, took awesome. me by surprise, and quite honestly, I I haven't finished it yet. However, I do plan on getting back to it once. The hecticness of the launch, everything. Yeah, launch <laughs> window goes dies down. Um, I'm very excited to get back to it, probably in January. Um, but yes, I saw the art style. Uh, somebody was playing it. I don't remember who it was. So it probably could have been Andy Cortez. Um, I saw him playing it. At, yeah, actually, it was him. I saw him <laughs> playing it, and I immediately fell in love with the art style. Uh, I'm a big JRPG guy, so it just felt like it was right at home. So, yeah, that's my number five. Good stuff. Yeah. Ryan, what's your number four? My number four is Yakuza Like a Dragon. Wow. Okay. Oh, boy. (laughs) This is going to be an interesting list. Yakuza Like a Dragon was... It is such a divergence from what that franchise is. With it now from going from a run around punching people type game to a um, turn based combat sim- akin to Pokemon style. I'd really akin it to Pokemon for like the way the combat is. But throughout the. It keeps the zaniness of Yakuza with. A follow along deep dark story again, like Yakuza, to just tell this really engaging story that I was not playing for it to hook me because the combat was always one of the things I really enjoyed in Yakuza. And don't get me wrong, I love turn based combat as well, that's probably why I liked it. But, um, the story just got me. And in a time when big games were coming out, I would still be like, 
That's not keep playing Yakuza, because I got it for the uh, Xbox One X, and it beat out things like Assassin's Creed, other games around that time period, that I just wanted to keep playing that instead of the game, to see where the story was going. And it was just a really fun ride. And one of the more enjoying times I had playing video games this year. So that's why, yeah, it's my number four. Hmm. Wow. Did not expect that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I know a lot of people have been digging Yakuza, but um, this that's just a franchise that I've always been flirting with for a long time. And I played a lot of the demos on PS2. That's why I'm like interested at all. But it keeps getting up in notoriety as the years go on. So one of these days, I'm a, I own Zero and I own the remake of the first game. So it's like I just need to knuckle up or shut up so I can get to this fantastic franchise. And they're yeah, all you need to pass. Just do that. So exactly, yeah. Yeah, they're all free. Um, those are definitely games you have to like sit down and just play them through. Because if you stop anywhere in between like what your playthrough, you're not gonna come back to it. It's just you're gonna come back to it. Oh, you're gonna yeah. be in the middle of the story. You're gonna be like, okay, what's going on? And then just completely forget about it. forget about it altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do not want to get myself caught up in that situation. So one of these days, I'll chop off a good six months for Yakuza exclusively. <laughs> so yeah, just got to get around to it. It's definitely worth a play for that series. They're fantastic. Yeah, yeah. you're the 43rd recommendation. Then. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. All right. So for me, the next big one for me with number four being Sackboy, A Big Adventure. And so for me with my siblings, um, they just recently started getting into video games. And this is one of those great jump on board, play together, help you out. And then there's a lot of fun with the costumes and all that sort of stuff. And so uh, it was really great for me to kind of watch my younger brother like start to master the controller and not have to look down at the buttons. And then the joy that he felt as he was progressing through the story and making his way through it and uh, to just to be there with him for that that was pretty great for me and the the platforming is much more solid than the original uh little big planet games and so um i believe it was the developers behind mini ninja and so it's very different in terms of like where they've gone come from and where they are and they're very good i would hope to get a sequel to this hmm yeah, I, I really like, I'm a big Little Big Planet person. I don't know if it's on camera, but there's some plushies back here on my table if I was to move the Christmas tree. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of the franchise, so it's really gratifying to see people come around on it finally. Um, but, you know, me personally, I've had a little bit of Big Adventure. I'll, I'll say that it's not on this list, but I, I am enjoying it. It's just not like doesn't feel urgent like the rest of these games are, but I'm glad to see it get some recognition because I'm a Sackboy stand, so it works. <laughs> now, Anthony, is it true that there is a level set to Britney Spears' is Toxic? Uh, yeah, there's there's uh, quite a few little musical jaunts as you make your way through this, and that was another kind of delight to, to see my brother be like, oh, light up, and they kind of sing okay. along the song and try, like, because <laughs> they have it set up to where the music beats match the level design, and so you can kind of go through the level and that kind of helped and that was pretty cool to, to watch I, I saw that I, this. I saw that scene on twitter and i was like oh my god is this real and i need to play it so probably when i get my five that's probably one of the first games i buy yeah that's definitely one you want to do oh sorry i thought i had my mic muted for a second we're good um <laughs> all right i think ruben's good. muted Ruben. Yeah, are you? Yes, yeah, I was. You? Sorry. Okay. My apologies. <laughs> I, was, I was watching you speak, but I was like, okay, maybe he's doing it on purpose. No, 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 no. I think it's mime for mime school. 
Yeah, I, I was trying to figure out an yeah, organic no, way to put I, that in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I put it in the chat and on the in the group. So I was like, maybe we'll read it. <laughs> um, I was about to open up Twitch and put it in the chat there, but it's all good. We got to the end of it. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that, guys. I, no problem. No problem. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and get on my number four. Yes. Uh, I can almost guarantee this is not on anyone else's list, but we'll see. Uh, my number four is a free-to-play title that just came out this year by the name of Rogue Company. Oh, um, oh. I don't know if anybody is talking about. Title. Oh, okay, so you're familiar. I play. I play. I put hours into this game, dude. It, there we go. There we go. Thank God, <laughs> I'm not alone here. Um, yeah, it's a very good game. So, um, really, the reason it's on here is I usually don't gravitate towards these one life to live game modes because uh, this one, Rogue Company, kind of plays like a Counter Strike, um, where you guys start in your own little, I guess, helipad carrier or whatever. Um, you open up the store, you spend the money that you've earned on different weapons, different abilities, different perks, and then you fly down into the map. There's one bomb site to fight over, and you either arm the bomb and let it blow up to win or kill the entire enemy team. And that's pretty much it. I The reason I don't like these game modes is because if I die at the beginning of the match, that's it, and I have to sit here for another couple minutes not doing anything, and it's really frustrating. But Rogue Company is really fun for me because, number one, the matches are super short. Each each round is like 90 seconds for the total round. And then it's about, I think it's the first person to three wins. So a game doesn't take longer than at most 10 minutes, but on average about five. So it's really quick to go in and out. And then on top of that, I never feel like... I'm overwhelmed because with all these characters, number one, it's in third person and I'm a little bit better at third person shooters. And number two, it's a character based shooter, which means you got like ultimates and every class has like a different ability. So if I feel like I'm getting like, for instance, if I am on a fight where my whole team's down and I got three enemies in front of me, well, if they're all clustered up and I'm playing as Dima, just use the rocket launcher that he has and I take out two of them. And then the last one is a fair fight. So I, I always feel like depending on the character I'm using and I mainly choose like I choose the healer a lot so I can make sure someone's always got my back because I can revive them from anywhere on the map. Yeah. Um, it just feels like it's it, the ultimate equalizer, these abilities, where it feels like I always have a fighting chance. And because it's free to play, I mean, they've really pulled out all the stops on this game. Not only is it free to play, but it's cross progression, um, cross play as well. And it's on Switch as well. And it runs at 60 frames per second on Switch for some reason. Wow. And it is buttery smooth on there, and it surprises the hell out of me. Um, but I've played it on, I think I've installed it on every console that I ho- own at this point. So um, it's just really fun. It's really solid. And it's not like the most revolutionary game in the world, but for someone who didn't like Battle Royales for a long time, Rogue Company kind of got me used to that one life to live mindset in a way where it kind of made that type of gameplay fun. So shout out to Rogue Company. Okay. So uh, what I'm getting from this is that it's pretty much like Valorant. Is that <laughs> it, well? For one, it's third person. So yeah, yes. but, third well, person. That's pretty much Counter Strike. Okay, all right. I yeah, don't it's very similar to Valorant. Yeah, like Valorant takes like the buy system and all that, and okay. mm-hmm. converts it into their own thing. Same thing, Rogue Company. They have a buy system. They have an upgrade system. All that. Okay. Yeah, very similar, but different in just enough ways. Plus, it's on the sticks rather than on the mouse, and that's what I prefer. So. Yeah, absolutely. I hate yeah. the 
Yeah, the cool thing Rogue Company does that's very different from Counter Strike, and it has its own little like perk system, where you you earn money throughout the throughout the match, and you have these different perks that you can use for like your gun. So like for example, you have an upgrade for your gun, or you can have a claymore, or you can add something to your super, or you can have more armor. You really have to kind of choose, pick and choose what you get because all your money accumulates through like all the rounds that you play. Yeah. But eventually, your your team's gonna swap, and you're back to like pistol round. You only have five k. That's it, and then you have to restart your own thing. So there's, it's a very like easy way to like do new strategies every time you play, and it makes it like all the matches totally fun. Indeed, okay. indeed. Cool. All right. Eric. And Ruben, if you're a 12 year old boy, Doctor Disrespect did some stuff with it. <laughs> true, that's true. That's like the yeah. biggest blight on the game. The fact yeah. that his brand—he has a whole map with his face all over the map. So I'm just like, man, yeah. does he really? Right. That's absurd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like oh, I get—you got to get a player base somehow, but, mm, but bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, don't do yeah. that. It also randomly has a uh, Run the Jewels song. It's like it's like title screen. Dude, it's, it's funny because the developer, uh, High Res Studios, is from Atlanta. So it makes sense that they use uh, Run the Jewels songs in the menus and stuff because Killer Mike, half of Run the Jewels, is from Atlanta. So I'm just like, yeah. Oh, okay. Synergy. <laughs> okay. It's really that cool. explains a lot. Okay. We're all about Run the Jewels here. Oh yeah, there I you mean, go. are yeah, we? This is the first time I've heard. Yeah, us I say, this, speak. this is the first time that Run the Jewels has been brought up. So. <laughs> yeah. Don't please don't. I mean, I I stand Run of the Jewels. So. Okay, that's cool. All right. I like them quite a bit. I wouldn't call myself a stand, but I respect them a lot. Okay, cool. Eric, now I'm just thinking about that trailer of Watch Dogs Two, where he listens to Run the Jewels when he infiltrates <laughs> that building. And oh man, uh, all right. Good either shit. way. All right, my number four is The Last of Us Part Two. You monster. You're a fucking monster. Oh, all right, I'm gonna no, shut I'm, up and let. I'm probably the only one in this room who's just like, I'm with you on that. I didn't even. Oh, like, I'll tell you right uh, now. I didn't even make mine. So let, right. let me let me start off by saying that this is like a technical masterpiece, just like Red Dead Redemption Two is. Like, there, the attention to detail in this game is outstanding uh just guns from ai movement to how the environment looks just to all the little details like when you're wrapping yourself up with a med kit you see the bandages like on your arm where you put them just even the faces the faces look so good like naughty dog especially like with the last three their last three games just raises the bar with how uh, character design and how their faces look with photorealistic fo- photorealism, I should say. And um, let me, uh, so I'm getting that out the way. Like, I think it deserves <laughs> all the technical awards. Now, granted, with Naughty Dog, there's all the crunch stories that's never good. Um, and then you just have all the online hate that it got. Sometimes for no reason at all. Sometimes for people who haven't even played the game yet and just hate it. Uh, Laura mm-hmm. Bailey did not deserve all the hate she got for playing Abby. I, and I know, even though I have not finished the game yet, I have not oh, done it. I was going to ask. <laughs> I have not finished it. I got to a specific moment in Abby's backstory that made me understand her a little bit more. But 
I'm still kind of like in the mindset of like, I don't like Abby at all, but once I play it more, I'll probably empathize with her a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't need this game. Like one was perfect. It did not need a sequel. Like the ending to one. Fantastic. Um, so that's probably why it's not in my top three is because I haven't finished it. So I can't really appreciate it, all of it, but it, it definitely deserves all the awards it got because it is a very, very well-made game. So mm. it's not, not even a best. sequel to the game, you monster. It's a second <laughs> like, part of the story. Oh my it's god! Not, I'm it's just not even the best Naughty Dog two. game. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. Cool. The all best right. Naughty Dog game came out in 2009. So Uncharted. Uncharted two. Wow. Yeah, Uncharted two. Uncharted two is a goat game. It really is. Yeah. Uncharted 2 really is like if you put all the Uncharted together, Uncharted 2 is probably the best one. Easy. Uncharted 4 also, is last number one, 2 though. Uh, last yeah, one's right there. Un- is see, see the problem long. with Uncharted games is they're all the yeah. same. I'm sorry, we got into a tangent. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it is all the same. No, that's okay, that's okay. Also adding to it, Last of Us Part 2 is very long. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very long. Like you can I easy put check out a third 18 end. hours into it so far and i know i'm a little bit more than probably halfway done um it's 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 way too long for a naughty dog game so. but the question is is it worth it and the answer yeah, is it's, yes it's, it's definitely it's definitely worth it like it's definitely one of the best games this year it's just for me right now it's number four okay so that's fair all right i'll see you in 2021 yeah <laughs> Probably number one. <laughs> Tessa, Tessa is playing it right now in the living room, and she's already almost past me. So, watch us in twenty minutes. Just hear a, a cry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you might you probably. Might. Oh my probably. god! Another plot point. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Anywho, Frank, what do you got for me? Number four. So my number four is going to be a little bit of, su- of a surprise. It's going to be uh, Persona Five Mansion. Royal. Okay. Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, uh, Persona 5 Royal. Um, I'm a big Persona fan. I played them all. Um, I put tons of hours into Persona 5. Uh, I've did, done almost everything you can do in that game. Um, it's a great game. And then when I saw Persona 5 Royal, I was like, okay, well, this is just the Persona 4 Golden of the series. Let's check it out. Uh, it's a little bit more than a Golden. Uh, the, the extra semester they give you in the game is at, like... Uh, Digital said it's like 40 hours of content. Um, not to mention they've remixed like how you do dungeons, how you do uh, how you do character interactions, different like skill requirements and everything like that. It it completely changed how the game flows for the better. You could do a lot more things you could in the beginning of the game than you could towards the end of the game, and it made it easier to actually see interactions without having to do like five plus playthroughs. And then the content they give you in that game is by far some of the best content and music I've ever seen out of the franchise. Out of bar none. It's insane the amount of work they put into this boss, this this final palace, everything. It's um, it's a really kind of an amazing experience. If you've ever even if you haven't played a Persona game, I definitely recommend just going into Persona 5 Royal. They're all kind of closed games. So you don't have to play the you don't have to play 3, you don't have to play 4. You can just play one of them and get basically the persona story like right off the bat uh but five was really great then that, that's why it's my number four okay cool once again respectable yeah very respectable so my number four 
is going to be actually Luigi's Mansion. Uh, no, it's not. I'm sorry. Oh, I say you <laughs> can't do that because Sekiro is about to come in here. I can't, control, even, you don't I can't want that. even go through that. I'm just, it was just a joke. It was just a joke. Um, <laughs> no, I just switched it because uh, I was going to put Assassin's Creed Valhalla just because it took me by surprise. I didn't expect it to like. I didn't expect me to like it that much. Um, but that's not the case. My number four is going to be Call of Duty: Modern Warfare. Warzone, Ooh. Warzone. Oh, okay. Sorry, Call of Duty Warzone. Call of Duty Warzone. I was like, oh, Call of Duty. Okay, and then I was like, wait, was did that come out? Then did it come out this year? Warzone, Warzone. My apologies. I was about to be able okay. to literally Planet Two's on the list. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had so much fun with that, with Warzone, and I still continue to have fun with Warzone. It's just uh, I don't have time to play Warzone that much because. Again, launch window. Yeah. It's a hell of a beast, and I also don't have 200 gigs on my PS5 to dedicate <laughs> to Warzone. So it's imagine not having a petapite just for Call of Duty. <laughs> what is that? A petapite? A petapite? Oh, petapite! Like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel like they would figure out some way somehow to fill a petabyte. Oh no, they totally would. Yeah, yeah, man. Once 8K hits, it's all over. It's insane. <laughs> Those textures. Yeah. Oh boy. I I will say though, that's a pretty good pick. I didn't play because I played a little bit of Warzone over the year, but overall, I played a whole lot of just Modern Warfare in general. Mm-hmm. And speaking to the Warzone side of things, just the progression system that they have in in Modern Warfare and Warzone that shared is just really compelling because this is the first. This is the first Call of Duty game I've played consistently throughout the year since since like Modern Warfare Three. So, yep. um, oh yeah, it, it's good stuff. So yeah, I, I definitely respect that choice. Yeah, yeah. Modern Warfare was was weirdly a sleeper. Like mm-hmm. everybody usually dis- like usually the people who play Call of Duty will obviously buy Call of Duty games. That's not the that's not the people I'm talking about. The people I'm talking about are the people who just didn't like look at it just because it's a Call of Duty game. Yep. Um, but in terms of that game's like animations and gameplay and just progression of what you can do in that game it felt like old school modern warfare just with a brand new look and it was so fun to play yes it was it's no infinite warfare i'll give it that <laughs> yeah turn up it's got an infinite yeah. warfare somebody so, did you, did you play infinite the campaign warfare. for infinite warfare oh the campaign for infinite warfare is still the best call of duty campaign like Amen. oh it's really great it's great Amen. That's, are we talking Everybody about the same game, game? No, no, that game's terrible, like, okay. in every other aspect, but it's campaign. Okay. It's campaign's fantastic. The understand. multiplayer it's isn't bad, great. it's just mediocre. I'll say that much. Yeah. But the campaign is where it's at, for real. They just need to yeah. stop going to the future. That's it. Yeah, the multiplayer yeah, for that game is just the... Titanfall, but bad. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Titanfall? I was about to say, <laughs> please finish that sentence for Emmett. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I... Uh-oh. Yeah, man. The Titanfall perspective is locked on as I knock down the whole thing. Oh, no. I, I, got, I got it right here. Uh, I got it right above me, too. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. It. You got a whole gang up there. Yeah. You can't see it. I it's it. there. Yeah. I think Wario64 just mentioned another Titanfall 2 tale. So. All right. I'm going to go tweet that while you talk about the next game. Okay. <laughs> cool. Ryan, what's your number three? My number three pick is, this is going to be another spicy one, 
The Last of Us Part Two. God damn it, guys! You had <laughs> one job, one job. Y'all wow. really, really like The Last of Us. Didn't you? Why are you so shocked, Ruben? We know what your number one is going to be, and it's not Last of Us Two. So don't even. You don't know that. It, for your fact. number two is Last of that. Us Two. You don't know that for a fact, guys. You don't know. Don't this know. is crazy. <laughs> oh boy! All right, we'll see y'all bye. Is a technical masterpiece, down to the way bullets sound different in different environments, to the crunching of the leaves, to everything audio and visual they did, facial expressions, all that jazz. It is fucking fantastic, and I will give it that credit any day of the week for what it did to push gaming technically. But when I think about all the games I played this year, The Last of Us is the only game where I think I had to stop playing it for about a month when a major plot point happened about a quarter of the way through where the big switch changed. And I'm like, well, it's time to uh, put this one down because I ain't playing that story. I, find, I came back a month later and beat it, enjoyed it, but... If I stayed in one person's shoes the entire time, I would have had a better time. Hmm. hmm. That out okay. There I could never. Hmm. Acting for her, fantastic. Everything else, wasn't a fan of her story. Never could sympathize. Okay. Hmm. Did anybody else play this game all the way through, <laughs> like in one <laughs> yeah. go? I'm just. I, I. This is. This is not the first time I've heard me. somebody just say, "Hey, I played Last of Us 2. I played like two weeks of it, or like a month of it, and I just like gave up and then came back." Hmm. Oh yeah, I, I've got that. I got that a lot too. I beat it in one yeah. weekend. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, we played. Yeah. I, I literally sat down as soon as it came out, and it's all I played. Wow. And mm -hmm. then just, I think I barreled through it in like two days, two or three days. Okay. Well, I was playing it on stream, and then I got tired of it and then I stopped for like two days and came back okay I, was, I can understand I that well I'll talk about it more later go ahead Ryan <laughs> oh, yeah sorry go ahead okay. I just played it and played it and then I was just like I can't do this this ain't happening and I just had to take that break the emotions ran too deep hmm. <laughs> understandable but and then like I'm like, another person that thinks The Last of Us 1 is such a perfect contained it is one of the few tens out of tens in my book in gaming where I'm like, there's nothing wrong with this game. And I personally don't think it needed a part two. Like, the story we're getting from it and everything is cool. The add-on to the universe, all that. But at the end of the day, that universe was perfect as is. There was nothing I had. Leaving The Last of Us, I never had more questions about the universe. So to get a part two is cool, but in my opinion, a little unnecessary, but technically a masterpiece. So that's why it gets my number three pick. Okay. I want you to know, Ryan, that it's going to get uh, clipped out when I said you guys had one job. So <laughs> I hope you're okay with that. This was rigged from the beginning. I knew it. We got some more numbers here. Trust me. We'll, I think we'll be okay, but we'll see. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anthony, what's your number three? For me, my number three is going to be uh, Miles Morales. Okay. And so I am, uh, if you know me, I am a massive comic book person. You may be able to tell from the background here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I've been a big Miles Morales fan since his uh, original debut. I have almost the entirety of his comic book existence. Because he's such a new character, it's not a hard thing to do. But uh, for me, this game, with the the emotions that it brought up, 
in me as I was playing through it. I really enjoyed the story of it. And in, I played this, and then I immediately jumped into the remastered of Spider-Man to kind of compare and see. And uh, the changes they made to the systems overall are great. And it's going to... I hope that they find ways to integrate those systems in with Spider-Man and the sequel that they do inevitably. And uh, for me, one of the things with the Spider-Man... I think it's 2018, right? Yep. Uh, the It wasn't wholly original in the kind of ways that this is. Uh, they take the Tinkerer, who MCU fans might know from the first... Not Toby. What is it? Far From Tom Home. Holland? Yeah. 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 I'm sorry, Homecoming. From that first movie, he's, he's the dude that builds uh, the suit with the wings and all that. He's the one that builds all the tech. And he's there, and no one really cares. And so to take a character like that, that's a perfect opportunity for the creators to take it and spin it in such a great way. And then for Peter in that first game, he doesn't have a home. He's evicted, and then he goes off and he, like, couch surfs. And at the end of the game, he's setting up his new place. There's no sense of home because his life is so frantic. And for Miles to have his apartment, to have his family, to have that neighborhood, and to have... The community that you interact with, potentially, if you do the side missions, you interact with them, help them, you meet them, you know them. At the end of the game, when there's the inevitable shot where the community stands up, it's not just people. It is the people that you helped and you've seen as you make your way through. And uh, I thought it was very fantastic because, like with Ubisoft, as we all know, those games could be a bit much. But I thought this was a perfect balance of, yes, it's open world, there is stuff to do, but it's not too much, and there's we're not cluttering the map with unimaginable un amounts of things to do. It's focused around the community, and you go out and you help, and uh, I just thought it was fantastic. Okay, cool. Um, Emmett, before you, actually, you know, Emmett, what's oh. your number three? Sorry. Oh, I was okay. just going to give an update of what, what the list is so far. Oh, you can do that before if you want to. It's fine. Okay. Um, as of right now, we have number one, The Last of Us Part Two, at five points. Miles Morales at four points. Uh, Persona 5 Royal for, with three points. Uh, we have Yakuza Like a Dragon, Warzone, Sackboy, and Rogue Company tied at, with two points. And then Hades with one point. Okay. So, God, I hope we don't get canceled for Hades listen, <laughs> if it's at the bottom. Just make sure everybody does right, all right? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, hey, we, like I said, we got some haymakers coming, so okay. We'll we'll see. Right. Um, but for y'all, y'all have no idea. Oh God. <laughs> oh Lord. Here we go. Um, well, hey, hopefully none of y'all can crush my number three game here, which is my dreams. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought that one was really clever, and I'm really proud. That of was really clever. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Dreams is my number three. Uh, I think what Media Molecule did with this game is pretty much what they've been working towards their in the entire studio history, where Little Big Planet was all about level creation. They made the tools even better in three, and then you know Little Big Planet got away from them. Then they got with Tearaway to make that creation side of it a little bit more personal. Um, and then when they came back here with Dreams, it took the entire PS4 generation for it to finally come out, but it was worth that wait, if you ask me, because I think it's... Because I've, I've played Dreams, because this is an early access title. Uh, I played it a whole lot last year. 
but they finally, you know, gave it the 1.0 release and added their own campaign into it. That campaign is one of the most creative and it's kind of like in a similar way to Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, which I know is a wild comparison to make. In a similar way to that game, the campaign of dreams is just a mix mash of a bunch of stuff that should not work. <laughs> like oh, yeah. they are they are tackling a bunch of serious themes and a bunch of serious topics in a lot of goofy and out there and ridiculous ways. And they're also telling a mature story, but they're also doing it with like very like storybook type of visuals and whatnot um it's just wild and i think the campaign is just really great it's only like two hours as well which i appreciate a game i can beat in in a day um and so yeah i think dreams is just a miraculous it's miraculous the campaign that they made but also the fact that you can pretty much create anything you want in dreams you know music videos uh songs themselves games uh of all genres except for like mmos and crazy stuff like that you can make anything in dreams and i've seen people actually taking that tool set and making everything with dreams i've played shooters i've played racing games i've played all types of things i've just i've seen short films in dreams which little big planet you can never do stuff like that so i think it's the most i think it's the most ambitious game that came out this year i think it deserves a lot more recognition than it has been getting this year. And I wanted to make sure I got, gave it a shout out for my number three. So yeah, dreams from medium molecule. Okay. Well done. Well done. Eric, (laughs) what's your number three, buddy? My number three is miles Morales. Mm. Um, so I am a huge Spider-Man person. That's, um, I guess it's obvious to me. That sounded weird. That sounded better in my head. I'm just going to keep talking. Um, (laughs) So anyway, 2018 Spider-Man is my third favorite game of all time. It is my favorite PlayStation exclusive of all time. And that game is perfect to me. Uh, Everything about it is perfect. Peter Parker was perfect. And when they introduced Miles, I was very excited because I didn't really know that much about Miles. Like, you, you knew the... I knew the news stories around the time it came out. It was like, oh, this is the new Spider-Man and such. And I have finally read the Miles uh, comics now. Then you got into the Spider-Verse. You got cartoons. And Miles is everywhere now. He's become a staple of Marvel. And to him, for him to finally get his own game is great. Um, one of the best things I can say about it is it plays just like 2018 Spider-Man. And that is a huge plus because that that game feels great to play. Um, I did not play it with all the bells and whistles on the PS5. I played it on my Pro, and it still looks great. It runs smoothly. It it's just uh, it's so good to look at. Um, and everything uh, Anthony was talking about earlier it hits it on the head. Uh, the sense of community in this game that Miles has, like he has a support system that Peter doesn't really have. Peter only trusts like two or three people for this whole thing. And Miles just brings so many people um, into his life, whether it's his family or just people who own businesses. Just like the sense of community and home that Harlem has for him is outstanding. Like I, I always get choked up. I watched Tessa finish it the other night. But when the guy says, that's our Spider-Man, like that, that, um, that affects me emotionally because Spider-Man is not just Peter. Spider-Man is an idea, 
Um, anybody can be Spider-Man. Anybody can wear the mask. And just to have have two Spider-Men now, it's really great. And I'm excited to see what they do with the sequel. I still think the sequel is going to be Peter, heavily Peter-focused. Um, but uh, this game is exceptional. Uh, so many quality of life upgrades, too. Like the crime app. Um, that, that, that was a genius move, um, yes, both from mm-hmm. a thematic standpoint, um, and a gameplay perspective, like being able to choose the crimes you want to do. If you have a trophy, you're trying to get all the trophies. Like, oh, I need to finish and get three stars on a breaking and entering. Oh, let me pick it real quick. Um, and it's just miles Morales is a fantastic game and everyone should play it. And it's my number three. Okay, cool. Frank. I bet you won't guess what my number three is. Super Mario. <laughs> no, it's Miles Morales. Okay, <laughs> oh, yeah. all right, cool. It's also Miles Morales. Uh, I'm not going to waste time by by saying everything that's already been said here. Everybody, what everybody said is already what I was going to say. Uh, the only thing I would I would have to say is just why it's number so low on my list as number three instead of like number one. Um, I would say. It definitely felt more like a DLC than a full release game. I understand it's only $40, but um, I clocked it at three hours of actual story. If you actually just play the story through, it's three hours of story. Jesus. Uh, the rest of the side content is like, I'd say, 10 hours, maybe. So, like, I, I platinumed a bit I platinumed it two days in. So Ooh. it's it's not a very long game, uh, especially for $40. Uh, the best parts about it is how great it looks. Like put it on at the time the 60 fps fidelity mode wasn't a thing but 60 fps performance oh my god that game looks amazing it looks so good that game plays like a dream just web swinging through a city like compared to like spider-man ps4 played really well but it was always missing that like that smoothness Mm -hmm. you know what i mean just like in the animations and everything like that just watching it on your tv but the first time you put spider uh miles morales on 60 it's it's a totally different game. It's literally a different game, and even playing the remaster on the PS5, it's a totally different game. Um, but uh, in terms of like what they changed in the thing, again, leaning towards it feels more like a DLC. They didn't really change much in terms like the combat department. They changed in terms of adding the venom punches and the venom attacks and everything. Yeah. But in terms of like adding stealth to Miles, they still didn't fix anything in the stealth department in the game like it's still spider-man ps4 stealth which still feels like a sidelined like we should maybe add the arkham asylum style stealth system into it and then miles morales kind of does nothing with it other than some like scripted events where you use stealth yeah invisibility Uh, i'd say is the biggest yeah invisibility and there it's it's so underutilized in unscripted events that it's just like you don't really ever use the invisibility in combat unless you kind of are going for like a certain combo or something Mm -hmm. um but other than that i mean i can't wait to see what they what they add into the combat system and add into just like moving around the city for its next game okay cool insomniac also is just are pretty much the kings now of animating just bodies Oh yeah, like, by you far. Know, you watch, uh, sure. Just you have two different Spider-Man, and they move and play completely different. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. Like Miles is much more agile. You can tell when he's web swinging, like he's able to like bend his leg like all the way back sometimes, and it's weird. But like Peter, like I've talked about in this show before and other shows, like Peter's a pro at this, and he's able to like I know exactly where I have to flip right here to make this move, and uh, just yeah. Shout out to Insomniac. They they are getting up there, which is like some of the best of the best in terms of just animation. Mm-hmm. They've been there since cracking time, in my opinion. But welcome to the club. <laughs> Let's get a sunset overdrive too. Hell yeah! That is not going to happen. I don't think. Yeah. I'm sorry to. Eh. Give I think it Microsoft a owns the IP, right? Yeah, I think well, Microsoft owns that IP. Yeah. They don't own it anymore, or it, there's like a couple of year expiration on that. So maybe next year or the year after it's out, it's over. So okay. we'll see. I ain't holding my breath, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so my number three is none other than Sucker Punches Goes to Tsushima. Ooh. Here we go, boys. All right. We're getting into the good stuff now. All right. I'll sit back. Tell me about it. (laughs) Ghost of Tsushima took me by surprise where I just thought it was going to be another um, Ubisoft game just like what people have always wanted uh, just set in feudal Japan, which it is, but it's so much more than that. The way that that story ends, that decision that you have to make. Um, I'm not going to go into spoilers, but the decision you have to make, it just, if you've been actually paying attention to the story, it hits you hard. And it, it was, I'm excited for the sequel, whenever that's going to be. Um, yeah, it was just such a great game. I love it so hmm. much. Yeah, I'm very excited for what happens next. Um... I'm surprised because I I haven't I, I've said it before else other places but I haven't played Ghost of Tsushima yet which oh. is a damn shame because you're talking to the guy who platinum every infamous game and I'm like a massive sucker punch fan but I guess I'm still at earlier I was a little bit bitter that their next game wasn't an actual infamous game and yeah you know but I I it looks cool so once I get a PS5 can play it at 60 frames I have a copy I just got to get to it but yeah. It, I'm glad to see us getting some recognition, I guess. There's only yeah, one it's a beautiful game. I only have one complaint. It's mm-hmm. way too many fox dens. That's it. Shut it's up. Just, Shut up. It's that just, many fox Shut dens. Up. It's a lot of fox dens. Guys. There's more there's more haiku areas than fox dens. Well, it, oh, okay. True. There's a lot of that. And it needs to like <laughs> minimize. There's more just, bath. I'm pretty sure there's more baths than hi- than, than fox dens. Just minus by ten. Each, each I mean one. honestly. If you want to be honest, they eat, there's too many flower petals. They need to crank that down. Oh, yeah, no. too many, <laughs> too many cherry blossoms. No, God, no, there's too crazy. much yeah. beautiful things in this game. <laughs> no, 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 they should really tone down the beautifulness, <laughs> guys. It's a great game. I, I just have <laughs> like a shit ton of fox ends that I had to do, which I wasn't a fan of. But again, you pet everyone. Yeah, I did pet everyone. Absolutely, that you can. There's some parts where you can't pet all the foxes, and it makes me sad. What? what do you mean? Like sometimes the shrines were like on the face of a oh, cliff, oh, yeah, and then yeah, you yeah, like yeah, turn yeah, around yeah. the fox in there. Yeah, foxes dips. Yeah. Peace. Okay, Ryan, number two. My number two game of the year is Hades. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Somebody had to pull this thing out from the bottom. Okay. I respect it. Hades is a game that swept through my friend group in a weird way there. 
people who really only played Animal Crossing stuff, they got hooked into Hades. Hardcore gamers in my group got hooked into it. Everybody I know, we all got hooked into this game. And it was, I am a big roguelike person, and I'm a big, I like to make builds in games. So this game had a lot for me, where I love a game that I can play for 30 minutes, do a run, succeed, die, go again. That kind of gameplay has always been my kind of thing. The combat is some of the best I ever played in a roguelike. From the use of the boon system to the multiple weapons you have options to. They all flow perfectly. Every There's so many different types of builds you can do. And then just a really heartfelt story about family that I was not expecting from this roguelike. That for one, a roguelike to have a story is impressive. But for two, to be one of my favorite stories of the year, my second favorite story of the year. Hmm. That is so impressive to me. That it made me feel real emotion, sadness, anger, happiness, all of this. And it was just so much fun to go through. I can't say that enough that it was just a fun game. It was fun on a gameplay side. It had a bit of a dating sim in it with the different hearts and things for the people you could romance. All of it was just so much fun. Every little bit of it. Definitely, if you haven't given it a shot yet, I know some people in here aren't big roguelikes people, but if you think you can like roguelikes, give it a try. It is just one of the best damn ones I've ever played. And that's why Hades gets my number two game of the year. Okay, all right. I gotta say, I wasn't expecting that. I thought that was gonna be your number one. Yeah, <laughs> we know what his number one is because it's your number one. So let's let's not. You might be surprised. You might be surprised. You might be surprised. <laughs> oh no! I we'll see. I, I don't even know how I feel yet. We'll wait. <laughs> we shall see. Ooh. Anthony, what's your number two? Square Enix put out two big games this year, and. Marvel's Avengers. Oh my was God! Such a great time for me as a superhero person and as a big Kamala Khan fan, and as someone who has never done these, what do you call it, games as a service thing? The superhero thing got me, you guys. Like I am huh. the big sucker that they wanted. Listen, I don't know if you're trolling me huh. very hard right I'm now. I'm really confused I put so right many now. Hours into this game, guys. Oh, like, how? oh how did you put God. so many hours? In? How did you find a game to put so many hours? In number two. <laughs> you know, a lot of people called this number two when it came out. Yeah, and then God, they saw how much right it sold. <laughs> <laughs> that was a poop joke. Thank you all. Oh my hey, God! If you guys want to talk, can you let that do it outside my door? Now, to be fair, I have <laughs> not put in any money outside of buying the game, so not they have not earned door. extra money. But they oh, got my like, Dylan yelling right outside my door. Hold on. <laughs> Okay. I thought he was really upset about it. Yeah, I also thought he was, thought he was really <laughs> upset. <laughs> I thought that too. I thought it was a joke. Frank, we thought you were really upset that he picked Marvel's <laughs> Avengers. Oh, man. No, somebody was knocking at my door, and I was just like, yo. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Don't no <laughs> worry. No. Uh, okay. Recon it, recon it, make it that he was bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm just gonna clip that also out and just be like, yeah, he left. He out of context. <laughs> I, I, you know, at, at some point, I was just like, maybe so I should just like fake leave to make it look like I was mad. But I was like, no, I'm just answering a knock at my door. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Sorry, Anthony. Right. Can I continue? Easy work. 
Well, I, I really enjoyed the campaign. I'm a big Kamala Khan fan. I've been there since day one, and I'm excited for everyone to slowly get to know her. Um, and then I'm a big third-person action guy. I'm not a big shooter. I don't play a lot of shooters. That's not my cup of tea. And so this really hit the spot for me in terms of the combat and everything. Um, and so with uh, what Kate Bishop just came out, and so it was, it was fun to go back into that world, see those characters, hang out with them. And um, from the level progression in terms of unlocking your skills and stuff, it was funny to go back to level one with a character in that kind of world. Um, to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to do my crowd pad. Like, you know, all the, all the muscle memory I've built up playing this game. And to be like, oh, I've got to earn that again. And then I've got to get back into the flow. But it was nice to see them get more powerful as they go on. And to be able to do all the cool things that I want to do as an Avenger. Around with my friends. Punching mm. robots. We don't care. It's like our catch-up game, as everyone knows who's ever done live service. This is just my first big experience with that. Um, and so it, it's made a big impression with me and my friend group. Okay. Huh. I respect the hell out of that. That's incredible. Listen, Anthony, <laughs> I don't know how this game became your number two pick, but I guess to each their own. <laughs> yeah. Now, Anthony, I have a question for you. How does Kate Bishop play? So she is, uh, obviously she has a bow and arrow, so she could focus on uh, a lot of the rage stuff. And um, in the marketing, you saw them with the teleportation and all that sort of stuff. And so she can have the portal thing. So like if you're, because if you try and explore the map, trying to get all the loot box things, all that sort of stuff, uh, getting around can be a little bit annoying if you're not like Iron Man and you can fly that sort of thing. So she has the portals to get around. But also um, if you get swarmed, you can use the portals as a kind of a get out and then regroup, refocus, and then kind of tackle everything. Um, but then also with teleporting she can teleport above enemies so even though she is when you're in melee range at sword combat and you can you know deflect a dodge and all that sort of stuff she could just get up above it and then just immediately go into the log range combat because like iron man he has his punches but primarily you want to be shooting your rockets and that sort of thing and so she's a good blend of log range and close range and so it's very fun for me okay that's cool cool i respect it i i i guess i have to respect it too I'm it. Yeah. You wouldn't well, gotta hey, like it, but you I'm gotta sorry. respect it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, well, I will I will say you said earlier that you weren't a big shooter. Well, I for one am a big shooter. And probably Ooh. the biggest shooter that came oh. out this year was Doom Eternal for number oh. two. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad finally someone said it. Yes, man. Doom Eternal. It deserves some respect. Now, I'm about to preach the good word of Doom. A a lot of people didn't quite work with Doom Eternal. They didn't quite like it. Uh, A lot of people were saying it's too difficult, all that stuff. Let me tell you, yeah, we talked about this, Eric. Yeah, you're one of those people. Um, The reason that I like Doom Eternal is because, yes, it is more challenging than the first game, but that's because it's more complex than the first game, where the original game, it was just a shooter. You saw something, you shot it until it glowed, you went in for the glory kill, and that's pretty much all you thought about it. In Doom Eternal, there are so many more things that you have to worry about, where not only is it, okay, I got to keep enemies alive so that I can get a glory kill for health. Now, you also have to consider, all right, if I want some armor, let me get the flame belch and set them on fire before I kill them so I can get some armor from them. Oh, wait, if I need ammo, and ammo is a lot more scarce now, so it's more of a constant concern... 
let me make sure I have some uh, chainsaw fuel so I can keep one of these enemies alive. And then on top of that, with each individual enemy, they all have different weaknesses that you have to take advantage that you have to take advantage of, or you're going to die instantly. Where you're having to pop off cannons or pop off different body parts to make sure those are managed so that you can move your attention to other enemies. And you just have to juggle not just all of the enemies, but just all of these different mechanics all at the same time. And it feels like you're walking a tightrope while juggling. <laughs> it's, yeah. just re- it's, it's just really satisfying. And it's probably the most mentally stimulating game I've played where whenever I play Doom Eternal, I am in it. It is a tunnel vision ass game. And I just love it, man. It's just really captivating. Admittedly, the story is not like a thing I care about too much, but they put you in grand locations. They put you in grand, or they have you fighting grand bosses and whatnot, and it makes it really entertaining every time. Uh, I think Doom Eternal is one of the greatest games of the year, and I know a lot of people had problems with it, but I don't want to do the, the Dark Souls thing of just get good, but it's not just because it's mean for no reason. That's all I'm saying. It's it, you gotta, you gotta kind of get good. Don't 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 sugarcoat it. Get good. You, gotta, well, you have to learn all every part yeah. of it. It's not about just getting good at the same thing you've yeah. been doing. It's about learning to do other things on top of it. EJ, we're gonna become best friends. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I respect that. I respect, yeah, I'm glad someone else can play put some respect on Doom. Yeah, I'm not gonna talk about Doom right now, but uh, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll get to it. Oh, okay, God, it's okay. your number one, isn't it? <laughs> We'll get we'll there. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, let us we'll get see, to we'll a Ruben. Yeah, yeah. We'll get okay. to a Ruben. Why are you okay. trying to... Oh, I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This is a spoiler cast? No, it's not a <laughs> spoiler cast. I'm sorry. <laughs> Eric, what's your number one? Oh, sorry, no, number Ruben, two. Number two. Before I do this, I need you to go through the games again and where we stand on things. Oh, oh no. Okay, well done. Oh. Well done. I'm scared. <laughs> okay. Last of Us is winning. Number one, actually, Miles Morales is winning with 10 points. 10 points? Yes. Number two is Hades. Okay. And also, sorry, number two, tied for second place, is Hades and Last of Us with both five points. Um, Marvel's Avengers, Doom Eternal, and... Actually, just those two are tied for third with four points each. Uh, Persona 5 Royale... And Dreams are tied with three points. And Rogue Company, Sackboy, Warzone, Yakuza Like a Dragon are tied for, I believe I said fourth place? I don't remember. Fifth place? Fifth place. Yeah. And then the last one is Crosscode with one point. All right. So let let me continue with Emmett's thing and say that I, like, Doom Eternal, uh, from a gameplay perspective, is really good. Like it, it's so such good shooting. My biggest problem was that it was that they focused too heavily on lore stuff. That's just just my problem with it. Like I I don't need to know who the Doom Slayer is. Just point me at a demon and let me go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I would say from that perspective, Doom Eternal. I I wouldn't say it's dis it's disappointing to me that they focus too much on a thing I didn't want. But like Doom Eternal still like feels good to play. I just, I just need to rip and tear. I don't need to have a reason <laughs> to do that. Uh, all right, sure, so yeah. uh, we about to get dragged if people hear this because right now um, we have Hades and Last of Us at what tied for two second place. We're about to have a true second place person right here because uh. let me tell you about Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> oh, <no! laughs> 
Let me tell you about. Let me tell you about. All right, I'm actually leaving. Bye. Incredible. You cannot do this to me. Okay. With second place, with eight points, we have Square Enix's published Crystal Dynamics made Marvel's Avengers. That's right, Hades. More like bad person either way well like i hate these picks get out of here there we go oh my god (laughs) that was so much (laughs) right all right so um i'll be right back give me one second hold on oh Oh, yeah you don't even want to hear my head you don't even hear no no, i gotta lock my door because people keep coming in. hurry up and lock your door because you're gonna want to hear this we're just gonna lock your door i'll be right back we're gonna we're gonna hear some time we're gonna kill some time right here ruben got the fresh cut of just nothing with a bald head uh he's rocking it um look cutting having a bald head must be nice that was bad that was that that's it okay like having a bald head oh i just shaved it today so that's what i'm saying how baby smooth is that like can you like can you like see your reflection in that or i mean you tell me there is there's a little bit of ray tracing on that yeah there's a little bit of ray tracing on that i like that rtx time um so let me get this out of the way like there are a lot of problems with this game (laughs) like as someone who plays a lot of live service games there's a lot of problems with this like there's so much repetitiveness that's remind me of like early destiny stuff destiny one destiny two stuff where you just have to play the same things over and over and over again the loot system is not great like i don't like the fact that when i get loot it doesn't look any different like everything looks the same. Like my Hulk, even if I have a different build than Anthony's, it's gonna look the exact same unless we have this uh, different, you know, cosmetic skins on. I don't like that. Um, but the this year was very. I mean, there, there's so many adjectives we could use to describe 2020, uh, and one of them for me was cynical. Like this year brought out the worst in a lot of people. Um, for a lot of different reasons, uh, whether it's loss of uh, family, uh, just loss of uh, beloved celebrities, what... um, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the central theme of this game is hope. And Kamala Khan really is the best new character this year because she was so hopeful about everything. Now, she kind of had the same naivete as most people have when they're young. But she really, like, stood for something. She really, um, the Avengers were an idea that no matter what bad things happen, they're still the Avengers and they inspire hope. And as you play the campaign and things seem dark, working together as a team really brought out the best in everybody. It brought out um, this humanity that really was a nice spark for me this year. Like it, like with Spider Man, like it, it was a nice, comforting blanket that I could wear and forget about all the terribleness of this year for me personally and just thinking about the world in general. It's weird that I'm having this nice emotional thought when talking about Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just like, like, I have the image of Avengers in my head of just like everybody T posing. I'm just thinking of like the just, teeth like, coming out of yeah. Like, this game has a lot of bugs, but like that very beginning when you're Kamala as a young kid and you meet all the Avengers it is outstanding. 
Uh, shout out to the writers at Crystal Dynamics. Shout out to the performer of Kamala Khan. I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but she did such an exceptional job. Uh, and like Anthony said, this game is just super fun to play. Like even though it's super repetitive, I had fun just smashing robots with Cap Shield or throwing Mjolnir at them. Like Tessa sometimes would be like, "Oh my God, you're still playing Avengers?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm I'm having a blast with this game." I didn't play. I play this game solo. I don't play with anybody else. Um, and it's good to see that they've listened to a lot of problems that people have, which there are a lot. Like it, they just added the new system where you can tell AI characters to smash down a door because that was nice. Because thank God, um, <laughs> I, I kind of wanted like an Ultimate Alliance thing where you could just like switch on the fly between characters, but I guess you can't really do that with this game. So it's nice that they're adding stuff and they realize like this game is going to be around for a long time. And so, like with live service games, this game is going to be the best version of itself with a little time like next year avengers is going to probably look completely different because we're going to get uh clint we're going to get peter parker possibly t'challa god I, the hope. Game. I don't know how that works but i'm hoping like <laughs> I, i'm really nervous for how their spider-man kit is going to be in this game i'm really <sighs> yeah, nervous especially coming off of 2018 spider-man and miles like it's just, just going to feel so weird but um that that's my big thing why it's number two it inspired hope in me this year when I really needed it. So that's why Avengers is my number two, and I look forward to playing more of it. I respect it. I respect it. Yes, indeed. Ooh. I'm still reeling from the fact you put that as number... Both of you put that as number two, but I'll, I'll take my lumps now, I guess. Ruben doesn't look happy. Ruben's like, you just you just stole it. You just stole Last well, of Us. That's because it's, it's above Last of Us right now. For a little bit of time right now. For right now, Avengers is a well-beloved more game than Last <laughs> of Us Part 2. So I will take that. <laughs> hey, at, least, at least Last of Us has like different gameplay, right? I'm going to tell you right now. No, I mean, so, sorry. At least Avengers has different gameplay than Last of Us. So yeah, help each, me each God. So help me God. If this is the first time we do a game of the year podcast discussion, and Avengers is number and one, if Avengers wins number one. This is uh, these are the only two votes that Avengers is going to get. That, I promise you. Ha- well, you don't know that. You don't know that. That's how twenty twenty wraps. I want you to know it's going to start off as a shit show and it's going to end off as a shit show. What if Avengers is in our top five? Oh my god. <laughs> oh, it probably will. After it's this definitely part. in our top five because of you. All right. Let's go, Anthony. Dreams got snubbed again. (laughs) Swear to God. Okay. Avengers is going to be probably higher than Hades right now. Having said that, we're going to get dragged by everyone. We'll see. We'll see. We still have a couple more picks left. Yeah, we'll let the show go on. Unfortunately, we will let the show go on. Frank, what's your number two, buddy? Avengers. Don't you're kidding. Me. Don't you no, fuck you're with kidding. me, okay? No, I'm joking. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 12 um, points, baby, number one. I, I feel like I'm the only one who played this game. Uh, Half-Life Alex is my number two uh, for this yeah. year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Half-Life Alex does, did everything a VR game should. Like, you know how you, like, buy a VR, like, anything, and you expect how it should play? That's how Half-Life Alex does. Everything... Before Affleck, Alex does not do a good good job at making you feel like you're immersed in a universe. 
you have guns usually in other games you have like some crappy ai to kind of go with it but half-life alex just makes you feel like you're in city 17 you're actually fighting things that actually react to how you hit it um the world around you just like grabbing things from like shelves to like see if you can find more items to scrap or pulling the gun out of your out of your backpack and even just reloading them felt really great um in story-wise it it doesn't do anything new in the story department in terms of just like structure but in vr just having that normal like roller coaster ride of just like get from point a to point b with enemies stopping you along the way it feels a lot different than when you're in a first person or third person game and just rushing through people because you legitimately have to use yourself to fight you're not some like auto aiming you know champ you're actually aiming the stuff yourself and shooting these enemies yourself which means you're gonna have to use stuff like cover you're gonna have to use stuff like grenades you're gonna have to use stuff like you know actually aiming your gun um it's really fun it's really amazing uh if anybody here is even a fan like a fan of the half-life story the it's ending is completely bonkers and it's 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 really great to see valve like return to form once again and just make something quality make something that appeases to its fans and make something that is just what they do which is innovate the industry and this is innovation in vr and i hope to st- I, I i can't wait to see what they do with this technology later on down the road now i have one question for you and i think you know where it is mm-hmm. do you think we get half-life 3 finally does anybody even care about the, the ending to that game <laughs> ending I, to half-life alex yeah or I mean, I get the feel. I haven't played Half Life Alex, but from what people are saying, I have a feeling that people's desires for a Half Life Three would be affected by the ending of Alex in some way. Okay, because I, I I can tell you something that's not very spoiler to Half Life Alex, okay. but I can tell you something that's spoiler to the Half Life universe if you'd like. Does Gordon Freeman come back in this game? Uh, do you want me to answer this? No, yes no? I no. need a consensus. No. Yes, no, no, <laughs> I, yeah, no, no, no. I would say no because that was about to take off Gordon my head. Freeman in a Half Life game. Let me rephrase <laughs> oh, the question. Oh. Let me rephrase the question. Could Half Life Three happen? Uh, I will say this. Uh, just one one hundred percent. Half Life Three has happened. Okay. Oh. oh. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. I got to buy a. You can you can watch the. Like I said, if you don't want, if you don't want to, there's, there's, there's a few endings to this game. Um, one of them obviously is the ending to Half-Life Alex, and there's other, some other stuff that kind of connects into it. But um, it's, it's a, de- a definitive yes. We're going to be seeing Gordon Freeman very soon, probably. Okay. Mm. Cool. He's coming to He's the new Smash character. Honestly, it's just a Minecraft trailer, but it's Gordon not talking. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Good God. Wake up, Mr. Mario. I just want his card to say, prepare for unforeseen consequences. Yeah. Oh, boy. That would be good. Okay, guys. Hi, Ruben. Let's hear it. Number two. My number two. Are you ready for this? Let's crack it open. Watch logs. Watch dogs. Legion. Watch logs. Watch logs. Wait, excuse me. Watch dogs. Legion. Watch logs. Microsoft Excel no, for game of the year. No, no, <laughs> no, Hold on. Not, you literally came into 
a Discord party and said, Watch Dogs 2 is the biggest piece of shit I've played this year. Which is why so, it's number two. Because <laughs> if you're going to take a deuce, why not leave it at number two? Liar. Of course you're I'm a liar. liar. Which one is it? All right, guys. Oh, I was about to say. Good guy. <laughs> I have two games tied for number one, and I don't know who I'm going to pick. You got but to. here it goes. Here it goes. Gotta do it. You got to pick it. The actual great Square Enix game that came out this year. Another one. Final Another Fantasy VII Remake. I shocked. I thought this was <laughs> going to be number one for you easily. I thought so too, but we'll see what happens with number one. Watch. <laughs> why do I keep saying Watch Dogs? Final Watch Fantasy VII <laughs> Remake was by far the greatest JRPG game I have ever played. Hmm. Okay. It, it yes, you know how, notice how I worded you were, that. You were perfectly. you were towing the line there. You were yes. like, I was like, greatest JRPG. Like, if you say of all time, I swear to God, I'm gonna find a way no, no, to no. go. I've ever played. I've ever played. Final, yeah, that makes sense. Final Fantasy Seven, the original, was by far one of my favorite games of all time, and I think Final Fantasy Seven Remake just took it up a notch. The only reason why it's not number one is because, one, we don't know how many parts to this story we're going to get. And two, it's not the full game, obviously. But what they did to But it's these, a complete game. It's still oh. a complete game, but I, I already know what the complete game is, so I can't really call it number one. Does that make sense, Eric? Yeah, yeah man, we got to wait for that part two. Wink, wink. Oh boy! <laughs> and then part three. And now, now Nomura's having to do that in Kingdom Hearts four. So I mean, his time. Where is it going to go? I'm going to tell you right now. It's going straight to Kingdom Hearts four. All right. Yeah, yeah boys. In, let's go. I'll see you guys in twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Nomura knows what he's doing. All right. Nomura knows what he's doing. He failed us down before. He FF7 left seven remake part two is going to be a PS six like exclusive like launch title. <laughs> he let me down with. Kingdom Hearts three, but that's okay because he brought it back with King uh, with Final Fantasy seven remake. Oh my Deep. god, those character designs were phenomenal. The art style of those character designs were phenomenal. Yes, the background were pretty much JPEGs that followed you around. I don't care. I don't give a shit. I wasn't focusing on the backgrounds, guys. I was focusing about what the fuck was happening with all these characters. Um, I liked how he teased us. With all the 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 hints that he gave us, like, oh, this is not your, this is not the Final Fantasy VII you think. Everybody thought he was lying. This was not the Final Fantasy VII we we thought it was going to be. But I'm glad it wasn't because I want to see Nomura go full on Nomura, and I can't wait. wait. Who thought this wasn't going to be the Final Fantasy VII they thought it was going to be? It's literally in the title, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yes, but people just thought that they were just going to leave it as the original game and just remake it from top to bottom. So, I know I was caught off guard with whatever happened at the end. I'm not going to spoil that. But I was definitely caught off guard with that. Um, it's a rhythm game suddenly. <laughs> Actually, I feel like I've seen rhythm game 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 so we're not <laughs> yeah yeah it is um yeah. you have that ds game that the final fantasy like rhythm game yeah DS. i can't theater I cannot remember what it was called theater rhythm theater there you rhythm. go yep. and that's my number two all right, all right. respectable respectable all right.
Now let's start it's, breaking hearts. It's, it's <laughs> a good game. Final Fantasy VII Remake is a good game. I, I know I like to give you shit for it, but... But it's not it, a good it is, game. It's a great game. It, it's For me, it's a good game. There's a lot okay. of things I don't like with it. Okay. Um, but I, I, I can't deny that it's it's a good game. Okay. I waited five years I'm, for this game, Eric. Good. I'm going to continue to give you shit I for waited... How long for Kingdom Hearts 3? So, no. I also waited how long for Kingdom Hearts 3. I, you know, you, I'm right there in the trenches with you, you know? But I, I'm, just, I'm just messing with you. Like, I, it's, a, it's a good game. I, I, I recommend it to people. Yeah. Okay. So. Good. Thank you. All right. Here we go. Ryan, <laughs> hit me with your number one. Some people will say the game that I picked for number one is a good game. Some will call it a great game. To me, it's a damn masterpiece, and that's Final Fantasy VII. Remake. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Masterpiece is a very strong word. I really want. Let's let's hear it. Let's hear it. Remember, this game has Fan- octagonal doorknobs. <laughs> and I don't care. <laughs> It's got Tifa, so that's, that's a plus. It has Tifa. Final Fantasy VII Remake is a game that, one, I never thought we actually wanted to get this game. This game, five years, they've been teasing this since the PS3. They yeah. huge cloud and promotional work for the PS fucking 3. This game has been in the back burner for years now, and I never thought we were going to get it. And for it to finally come out and actually be so fucking good is one impressive because, Nomura, again, you lost me with Kingdom Hearts 3. Waited a long time for a lot of side games and everything. You didn't stick the landing. No. You stuck the landing here. Yes. With fantastic combat, a very, uh, such a good way to do that combat system in a new way to keep the bit of action that we're getting used to with 13 and then fucking uh, 15 with the combat, but not as button mashy as. 15, so you can still pause, do your materia, do all that kind of thing. Special attacks are fantastic. The route the story is going and the little hints and everything is has me very excited. And it's the only game on this list that I can say I've played twice. Because mm-hmm. I went back two, three weeks ago to really see if this game is my favorite game I played this year. And god damn it, it was. It gives me emotion. It gives me a fantastic story, fantastic gameplay. And just it's so good to be in this world again. As a game I grew up playing, to get back to this world, to get back to Midgar and explore, go on these adventures and this epic quest once again in a brand new way. It's so much fun. I can't wait for 17 years when I get to play the second part of it. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake is my game of the year. Wow. Okay. Shout out to the Honeybee in scene because that scene slaps. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Slaps. It's so good. <laughs> I will take all of I your I wasn't work. prepared for how good it was. Okay. Um, Ryan, you started something, and I want everybody to continue that. Uh, just at the end of your spiel, just say my game of the year for 2020 is blank, blank, blank. Okay. okay, I like it. Anthony, hit me with your best shot. You're muted. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> what do you get? This whole thing talking this whole thing is number one. Avengers is number one for him. He didn't say anything. <laughs> Avengers is on the list twice. Yeah. <laughs> Christ. The deluxe edition. Uh, <laughs> I bought that. No, one. I did too. <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima is uh is my game of the year. Whoa, okay. Okay. All right. Here I'm, we go. I'm glad Ghost is getting oh. some recognition. You know? Points on the board. Uh, for me, I, I am a big kind of Ubisoft kind of person. I do like my open world. I do like my third person action, as I've stated previously. And uh, we don't get a lot of historical Japan in these sorts of times with this sorts of combat. A lot of the games that are set in this kind of time period are not this sort of genre. They tend to be like JRPGs or like the top-down strategy sort of things. And so this is a very fun kind of way to kind of interact with Japan in this kind of way. And then uh, I am a big Sucker Punch fan. I've been enjoying a lot of their games uh, since I was young. And so it's uh, for me, it's great to see everyone kind of recognize them for all of their talent and their hard work. And uh, I thought, that, as you said, Rube, the, the choice, uh, spectacular. And so uh, we will live it at that, along with the... The beautiful world and everything that they did, the hard work they did, the the film was the film grain and the black, the nods to the samurai culture and all that. I thought it was just a, a great, great game. So that is my game of the year, Ghost of Tsushima. I also want to point out that uh, I don't remember which developers, but there were some Japanese developers that looked at the game and they were like, "Holy shit, you guys nailed this!" So yeah, I want they to said, say they said they were supposed to. They said no, we were supposed guys. to be the Go ones ahead. who should have done this. Yes. Like, you know you did a good job in making a game about Japan when Japanese developers are like, damn, we should have been the one to make this. So like, uh, I really want Sucker Punch to know that it was a really great, beautiful game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that I feel like you're hinting that it's not going to be number one. But, hey, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. No, I don't know. I don't know. You guys are wild <laughs> right. cards. I don't know. It's It's... All right, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see. We'll see. All right, well, my number one is a very divisive one. It's come up a bunch of times on here. I've saved most of my opinions about it until now because Last of Us Part Two is my number one. There we go. Uh, here's, here's the thing, man. I know a lot of people. Now, forget about the controversy with, um, with like, the character switching and, you know, all the leaks that happen ahead of time. There's some. There's a lot of people out there who don't like the game strictly because they don't like either they don't like the aggressive violence of it and the overwhelming amount of it, or they don't like straight up they don't like the certain characters' fates that happen near the start of the game. Now, here's my thing. I I really love the game, but the reason I love the game because I'm also like everyone else where I didn't need a sequel. I wasn't hoping or anticipating a sequel. Uh, I thought the first game was damn near perfect. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Um, but they really earned the fact that they made a sequel once I got to the end of this game. Because if the first game was about... The first game felt timeless in a way where you're hearing all these different stories and you're taking a little bits from all different types of post-apocalyptic fiction to make this game that felt timeless because it is pulling from so much. Um, the Last of Us Part Two feels like it's doing the complete opposite of that um and also y'all can hear me right because i cannot hear myself right now 
Yes. Oh no, you're muted. Okay, okay, we're good, we're good. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, The Last of Us Part Two, it, it can't do that again. You can't do the same exact thing twice, and that's what I feared they were going to try and do. Instead, they made a very personal, very specific story that had a much more direct and singular message. And that message, I know, Eric, you talked earlier about it's been a very cynical year and it's been a very rough year, and I agree with that. But I feel like I got just as much hope from the final, final hours of The Last of Us Part Two than I got with damn near any game, where a lot of games made me feel happy, hopeful, all that. But The Last of Us Part Two drug you through the mud emotionally and just was brutal to brutal to see, brutal to experience. It was just a gauntlet of trauma. But at the end of the day, it still chose joy. At the end of the day, it still felt like a story that was worth telling because no matter how much horrible things can happen, and I think this is kind of the theme of the game, no matter how much you go through, you are still capable of good. And the game itself is emblematic of that theme where no matter how much horrible shit is in the game that you have to do yourself often, at the end of the day, the actual core message is very sweet and very necessary for where I was at in this year personally. So I'm really grateful for the game. I'm really thankful that it came out. Uh, I know it took a lot of hard work, maybe even more hard work than <laughs> you would you know, want for this de development team. Um, I know the conditions and things there have been uh, questionable at best, but um, ultimately, I think I don't think any of it was worth it. But I think that the art that came from it definitely affected me in a way that I don't think I'm going to forget for a really long time. So, last was part two. Excellent okay. stuff. All right, it is my game of the year. <laughs> so, let me give you a revised list. I'm only going to do the top five because. Actually, we got no, I, now. I can't do top five because I don't know what Eric's going to pick. So I'm just going to give you the well, whole you know list. What I'm gonna, like, if you paid attention to me at all this year, you know what my number one is. Yeah, I bet I know. <laughs> God damn it. I guess I really I, I, I don't know what your number one is going to be. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, with 10 points, Miles Morales and The Last of Us at number one. Hmm. Number two, Final Fantasy VII Remake with nine points. Tied for three is Ghost of Tsushima and, unfortunately, Marvel's Avengers with eight points. <laughs> unfortunately. Number four uh, is Hades with five points. Number five is Doom Eternal with Half-Life Alex for four points. Number six is is going to be Dreams and Persona 5 Royal with three points. And Animal Crossing uh, is number six with two points. And CrossCode is number seven with one point. Damn, RIP CrossCode. <laughs> I mean, listen, I didn't expect... How can you guys do this at CrossCode? And indeed, no? I didn't expect an indie to win this, but that's okay. Is that on Game Pass? Uh, I'm not sure, but it could be. I don't think... I, I believe don't... it is, but I'm going to look it up right now. Okay. I'm Did you continue say, is? say that one more time? Yeah, it's on Game Pass. I'll yep. install it right now. Ghost of Tsushima is tied for third place with uh, eight points with Avengers. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I put Avengers just had third place. I got worried. No, 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 no. <laughs> what a mercy. Travis. <laughs> yeah. Eric. 
what is your game of the year for 2020? Like like I said, if you've been paying attention to anything I say at all this year, you know exactly what my number one game is, and that is Sucker Punches: Ghosts of Tsushima. Okay. Um. So this game, I think the number one take I can say about this is so Sly Cooper series, fantastic. Thieves of Time, it's pretty good. But the original trilogy, fantastic. Infamous, just one and two are exceptional. Second Son, that was really good. Yeah. It was not. It's not as good as two. Um, but they knocked it out of the park with this game. Like I had no idea they could make a game this quality. Um, there's a reason why it won best art direction. Um, at Game Awards, this is the most beautiful world I have ever seen in a game. Like going through the Golden Forest, going through just the the swamps with the flowers in them, uh, and walking across the wooden bridges, just the rolling hills, especially the opening card when you're riding your horse and it just cuts to the title is exceptional. Um, this game just is so beautiful, and it's the most photos I've ever taken in any photo mode. It's an exceptional photo mode. Um, and also the Kurosawa mode is is great. Um, I, I didn't play with that. I, I, I got a little bit tired with it after a little bit, but it was fun for about maybe 15 minutes to turn it on because I just wanted to see all those colors. Um, the combat is great. It, it takes a sec to get used to, but once you're able to master those parries and, you know, use your smoke bomb to get out of there and then ghost assassinate everybody, it's wonderful. Some of it reminded me of the fear takedowns from Arkham Knight, where you can take down like three people at once without them even knowing. Um, ranged combat was okay. Like the bow and arrow stuff was, it was bow and arrow stuff if you wanted to use it. Um like uh, <clears throat> like with Breath of the Wild, I like the minimalistic HUD. Like w- when you get out of combat and the your health bar and everything just fades away. Um, and it's just there's nothing on the screen except you just exploring is wonderful. Um, I love the realism of it. I like that it didn't get too crazy mystical. Um with Japanese culture. Now, Legends changes that, uh, and it gets crazy, you know, far out there with everything, but I, I appreciated the story. Um, I played the whole game in Japanese, so I, I don't know mm. how well the English cast is, but the Japanese cast was really good. Um, <clears throat> I like... We haven't had a good dual morality story in a while, probably since Mass Effect 3, so it's it's it was nice to see... Um, what you think is the more honorable side of samurai may not be the case. Yeah, you may have to you may have to go you know dark side in a way just to protect your people. And so I, I love that morality that Jin has to go through in this game. Um, the music is outstanding. Sometimes it's just the flutes, uh, and then you have these big orchestral pieces for when you're fighting. Um, like, uh, I think it was you said earlier, Ruben, the finale for this game is outstanding. Um, 
and I'd put it right up there with some of the best. I would say this is going to sound like pretentious and stuff like that. I put it up there with some of the best cinema I've seen. Just like that ending moment in the game, just from the cinematography to like the emotions you feel, and they they really just surprised me. I think the biggest the reason why this is number one is how much Sucker Punch surprised me with putting out a game that I don't think I've spent. I didn't play anything else. Like when I played Avengers and stuff, I was playing other things. Like this was the game where this was all I was focused on. And it was coming off a time when I was mainly playing my PC all the time. And then it was just, I was playing my PlayStation. That's all I was doing. Um, So the the game is exceptional. And that is why Ghost of Tsushima is my game of the year. Wow. So the reason why I wasn't I wasn't sure which one you were going to pick was because I could have sworn you had already picked it, but no, that was me when you chimed in. So that's why I couldn't tell which one. What are you talking about? I'm saying you-, you had chimed in when I was talking about Ghost of Tsushima. So, okay. Okay. So, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so just a heads up, Ghost of Tsushima is in the lead with 13 points right now. And thank God. You know what? Fine. I did. I I was really hoping it wasn't going to be Marvel's Avengers. So thank God for that. (laughs) Yeah, as long as it's not Marvel's Marvel's Avengers, it's fine. It sounds like it's going to be in the top five, though. I mean, the top five doesn't matter, you know? What what difference is it? We're doing the top five. Hey, man, we only got a podium for the first three, so. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Siege does the thing where like number one is in the center and you got two and three offset, then you got four and five offset. There's no carrots in my house. I think we're good on Siege. (laughs) Four and five participation trophies. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. And if Avengers gets that participation trophy, I'll be okay with that. Yeah, (laughs) you monsters. You're all monsters. We can just tweet Crystal Dynamics. Hey, guys. Just so you know, your hard work is appreciated. Somebody, I mean, their hard work is appreciated. Don't get me wrong with that, but I don't want them to win. Yeah, we're already given the gold, the silver, the bronze. We don't have what opal. We don't yeah, have. We, a, I didn't even know opal was <laughs> a color. Let's use frankincense. Oh, I was using like minerals, but no, know, even that might be wrong. <laughs> I don't even know. Anywho, I don't know why uh, I said color, but anyway, we use trek green <laughs> chocolate. Okay. Speaking of Shrek, did y'all see that it got put in the library? Uh, I did see that, and I was really surprised. Really surprised. I love how they nonchalantly put that in there. They were like, oh, uh, Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight, Shrek, and something else. And I'm like, wait, wait, what? No, that's but not like, how that goes. It's undeniably a part of our culture at this point. So like, It is. Yeah, Shrek, unfortunately. Is, Shrek is, has become love. I mean, Shrek 2 is better, but, I mean... Oh, yeah, but... Like, oh, boy. Anywho, let's get <laughs> yeah, back yeah. on topic. Frank, what's your game of the year for 2020? Um, the Last of Us... I'm not just playing now. Uh, Doom Eternal. Wow. Doom Eternal is my oh, game of the year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hashtag fuck Avengers. Now. <laughs> fuck Avengers, yo. You know what? I'll Suck like my it. dick, I like Avengers. It. Like Anthony, it. we started a movement, just so you know. <laughs> um, yeah, Doom Eternal. So, I play a lot of games. I've played every game that we've talked about, every game that everyone's talked about. Um, honestly, to this year's felt 
in terms of technology, all these games are insanely great. Um, but there's only one game that kind of stood out to me in terms of like innovating what they do, and that was Doom Eternal. Now, it, on, on the outside, people are going to look at Doom Eternal like, Doom Eternal is just some random, like, run-and-gun shooter. It's not. There is an insane amount of love, an insane amount of detail, and an insane amount of just, like, differences in terms of gameplay compared to other id titles. Uh, for starters, the game literally starts with, like, an ominous warning, and any Doom fan already knows what's coming. Like, as soon as you start up the game... It plays that it plays a theme called At Eternal's Gate. And you listen to it, you're like, this sounds familiar. And you realize it's Doom it's literally the ending to Doom 2. And you're like, oh shit, that's only one other person this could be. The icon of Sin, who is like blatantly in the trailers and stuff like that. So you're just like, oh, we're doing it, we're doing hell on earth. It's <laughs> and you you play it. And immediately you you pl- you, you just get thrown into the game. You just get thrown in there. You're already kind of, like, all bossed up. It's not like Doom 1 where you're just, like, kind of wimpy. You got a little pistol. You know, it doesn't really do much. No, you are already bossed out. You're in. You're, you're just punching things, like, normal and everything like that. Um, you play a little bit of it, and you realize something. The game starts shitting on you pretty hard. And you're like, what is going on here? And you start to learn. You start to think about it. Like, okay, how do I, how do I get through these people? And it becomes a trend. Like, you get a new, you get a new enemy... And usually it shows up as a boss. And you fight it, and it's like 30-minute fight. And you're like, oh, crap, man. I don't ever want to fight these guys again. They just start showing up as normal enemies now. <laughs> so you have to know, like, how to, how to just, like, fight these enemies. And you start to get into it. Like, I played this game on, on Nightmare. Not Ultra Nightmare. The, the one that's the crazy one. But, like, the, the hardest before you don't have to, like, like, restart the whole game every time you die. Um... And you have to really kind of learn these enemies. You got to learn, like, what actually stops them quick. Because if you don't stop the big ones quick, the little ones will mob you to death. And you will get killed by the big ones at the same time. So you got to kind of learn. And eventually, it turns into... You you kind of forget about the whole, like, learning mechanics thing. And you just start, like, kind of muscle-memorying these things. Reacting. Arachnids... Bam! Shoot it in the turret, done. You don't even have to worry about it. Hell Knights, shoot it with some rockets, it's already kind of staggered, you're done. Big bloaty guys, I can't remember their name, you just hit them with like a pulse, all their armor's gone, they're basically done. Like, you, you start getting into it and, it, and coupled with the music, it's just a, it becomes a giant rhythm game. And you just get into it. You, you don't think about it anymore. You're just destroying, you're destroying demons over and over again. And in a way... That makes you feel more like the Doom Slayer than I have ever seen out of any mm-hmm. FPS, out of any Doom game. You, by the end of this game, when you, and anybody who's played it already knows the ending of the game, but um, the final boss is literally just, it's like, hey, everything you've ever learned throughout this whole game, we're throwing it at you, plus a giant boss. Have fun. And by the time yes. you finish that boss, you are the Doom Slayer. There is no question about it. You didn't just run and gun your way through it. You are the like quintessential character by the end of that. And no other game has made me feel that accomplished by beating a boss than Doom Eternal. And that's why Doom Eternal for me is game of the year, bar none. Bro, you ever like you ever go to like a black church and whenever they're preaching, they're just like, Yeah, well <laughs> background, that's me eternally the entire time you spoke. 
Because <laughs> I was just like, I agree with all of this. Yeah, Doom uh, Eternal hits different. I'll tell you that. Yes, for real, dude. That game is amazing. It's More especially people. nice when you can have the Doom Two's Doom Two soundtrack play in your fortress of mm -hmm. solitude and just running around doing stuff. Like it, it's it's so good. Yeah, it's, I wish it was better. It's one of those things for me. Like I wish Doom Eternal. I loved it more because there's so much good with that game. Hey man, that's so much love. Give another chat. Yeah, there is so much love put into that game from the devs. It's it's honestly, and I I don't say this about a lot of games because it just like it for some people it doesn't make any sense. But it's the gamiest game I've played this year. Like, True. Everything is not everything has to be a great like story driven idea. Um, because a lot of times when it, when when stories the pedestal, then gameplay is down here. Whereas Doom, it's gameplay up here. You can kind of care less about the story. If you care about Doom Slayer story, you can always just read lore. But in terms of gameplay, they they nailed it. A one. It's, it's funny you bring that up because the way me and my friends have always described uh, Doom Eternal is it's not a better Doom game than Doom twenty sixteen, but it's a better game game than Doom 2016. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's how I've always put it. Yeah. Doom, Doom 1 is definitely feels more like old school Dooms where it's just here's an arena, here's guns, go crazy. Um, whereas Doom Eternal kind of mixes a little bit of Quake in there. It mixes a little bit. It's a little bit of everything that it's, all, it's done just in one game. Mm -hmm. And it, it definitely blends well and feels really innovative for like an FPS title. Yeah, I'd, I'd say Doom Eternal felt like it was actually trying to innovate more where the first Doom was just like, let's hit all the notes they know. And Eternal was like, all right, let's make our own lane in this shooting genre finally. And hot damn, they they really did something special with that one. I hope they, I hope they get like a contract or something. Microsoft has to give them something Halo related. Because if I can get Spartan Ooh. combat that feels like Doom combat... Just wait. We'll get Halo Finite right after Infinite, and then it'll be really good. <laughs> Halo Eternal. And I'm glad Halo you bring. Eternal. I'm glad you bring Halo Infinite. Is that your game? Oh. Doom guys. <laughs> not also because destroy, guys, I didn't tell you. I got a copy of Halo Infinite. <laughs> oh, okay. You do. I want to oh, see what you're playing. And by you far. It was the worst game I've ever played. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I haven't touched it. I haven't touched it did, at all. How did the brutes look? Going somewhere. Um, uh, I, I try. I I really wanted to. That um, was Craig. Uh, Craig was such a pain in the ass. All he kept on asking me was, "Are we there yet? Are we there yet?" And it was really what annoying. are you doing in my swamp? Yeah, my Craig beat up this guy one Friday night, and we got all our chains back off of him. That's a Friday reference. <laughs> Okay, all right. Okay, I thought it was just a random. Yo, reference. but that's his grand—that's his grandma's chain, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh boy. I tried to think of how to say that sentence without saying Friday, and I just said it and was like, well, here I am. <laughs> here we go. R.I.P. to that. Do you play Debo as well? He died. Obviously. Yeah. Which yeah. brings me to my game of the year for 2020. Debo? No, Debo. No. 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 <laughs> Guys, okay. it's Last of Us Part Two. Hell yeah, here Game we are. Of the year. Come on, like for yes, they did technical achievements, but throw that all out the window, okay? 
They made me buy a fucking guitar because that game was so good. Okay. Oh boy. I have a I have a mortgage now because that game. Was so a fucking good. guitar. Okay. I see that. Play it right now. Show I, us how Last of Us is te- taught I you how to play guitar. I mean, whistling classics. Listen, this game. It's been a while. Okay. Hit me with some. Uh, hit me with that Wonderwall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll hit you with the Wonder Wall after I this. I hate dogs now <laughs> because of this game. It's just seriously. Uh, yeah, I said it before, and I'll say it again. That game made me cry like a grown ass man. Okay, just yeah, ball. Same just ball. Um, I think yes. While Laura Bailey did a great job, Ashley Johnson was perfection. Hmm. Okay. Absolute give, perfection. Yeah, sure. Absolute perfection. Um, I mean, we've said it before. Like, it's it's Last of Us Part Two. Mm-hmm. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you what our top three are. Who? Also, like, shout out to the museum scene with like Joel and Ellie. That Fucking is one of the best a, moments I played. Oh yeah, in a no, game. It, that's a that's a oh, tearjerker. Any game that can reference Jurassic Park just like gets. Gets a, a tear for me. They get a number four spot on my list immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Oh, man, the sobs. So, hey, shout out to that boss. You know what I'm talking about, but I'm not going to say any more than that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to seem like a Last of Us hater because I didn't put it on my list. No, um, that's fine. I like the game a lot. I like the game a lot. This has some as easily probably the best story of this year. Um, I just... I just didn't really like the gameplay all that much. Okay. Waiting for I'm that here. multiplayer. For me, yes. that's what makes a game of the year, game of the year, because I, I need a story for a game to actually feel really good. And yeah, I just think this was the best story we've had in a while. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you guys ready? Here we yes, go. Indeed. We start from the bottom. We're going to start from the bottom. At number three. Miles Morales with 10 points. Um, At number two, Ghost of Tsushima with 13 points. Okay. And ladies and gentlemen, the penultimate Conquest's first game of the year for 2020, The Last of Us Part Two, with 15 points. I was really hoping for Marvel's Avengers. Wait, all right. So where where does Marvel's Avengers stand? Um, let's see. So that's one. That's two. That's three. Marvel's right next to Crosscode. Marvel's (laughs) Avengers is, I would say, since there's two places tied for fourth, that's sixth. Whoa. Okay. What what is tied for fourth? Uh, Final Fantasy VII remake and Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal is like what let's say it's fifth if it's tied for fourth right oh wait there's a bunch tied for third i mean how does wait, no work? no no there's not tied it, it's doom eternal is tied for th- is the only one that has nine points okay okay in that case so it's fourth? sorry 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 uh, marvel's avengers is the only one with eight points okay so doom okay. eternal i would say is the lower half of final like final fantasy 7 is definitely yeah. up top right Guys? I'll accept it. I'll accept okay. it. Yeah. So no, it's five. If it's tied for four, it's five. It's no, five. because you skip the fifth spot. It doesn't matter. It has more Look. points than Hades. Suck it, internet. 
<laughs> Ro is at Ro had asked before. Hades Final. is below Avengers. I can't believe you. And then he puts uh I can't see what that GIF is. Not the GIF, the uh What did you just say? Bro. What did oh, you just call it? That's a cap emote. I call it a GIF. It's a oh, GIF. Boy. A GIF. GIF. Like peanut GIF butter? is peanut butter. Really? GIF is peanut butter. You're right. It is GIF. I apologize. My apologies. It is, it's Jaffa Center Games format. It's fine. Having said that, thank you, I gentlemen. Just made top ten, so I'm, I'm happy. I mean, that. literally anything could have. It made had top more points 10. than Animal Crossing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, gentlemen, thank you for joining me on the last episode of the year, and thank you for joining me on this. Which is an episode I've been really wanting to do, but obviously I started this podcast this year. So I was very excited to do this and I wanted to do something that hasn't really been done, but I'm sure it probably has. But fuck it. I, I, I thought this was a very inventive idea. Yeah, put a new twist on it. Yes. Um, so thank you very much. Let's start with plugs. Ryan, what are you plugging? I want to be plugging my Twitter, which I think is right above me. Yes, it is right above me. Which is Ryan3055, where you can find my hot takes and whatever else I'm up to at that moment. Find it there. Okay, cool. Anthony, what are you plugging? Uh, For right now, uh, I'm working on getting a tabletop uh, YouTube channel set up, and that's going to be my big thing going to uh, next year. Uh, I've been quarantined. We've been playing a lot of board games, okay. and I'm getting rusty with my video production skills because video game content pretty easy to make. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to get in there and make uh, refine my skills again because it's been a bit because Corona, and so get get back up to stuff with my animation and video editing skills. And so I'll be doing tabletop channel, tabletop encounter, and uh, look out for that. Okay. Is it going to be I- no e? Anthony. Yeah, yeah. Same, same with digital. So okay. Tabletop encounter. Same, okay. Same thing. Sounds good. You gonna be doing D and D? My little brother turns out is a very big D and D person. We have discovered in quarantine. Okay. <laughs> All right. Great revelation. Yeah. <laughs> Emmett, thank you okay. once again for joining me and all oh, yeah. of us. What are well, you? Well, hey, thank. No, go ahead. I'll... I was just going to say thank y'all for having me. I realized that I wore a color shirt that's similar to the font that is my Twitter handle. Oh, yes. Uh, I was trying to fix that. So, you're, I mean, it's... You're, you're actually fine because I noticed that when we started and I was like, ah, oh, it's whatever, but I thought I'd make a bit of it as we end. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. So, yeah. Uh, long story short, uh, EJ Sun 61 is where y'all can find me. Uh, I tweet a lot. It's a problem. Um, but outside of that... Uh, VGU.TV is the site that I make a lot of content for. Uh, we just wrapped up the Players Club podcast for the rest of the year. Um, in a couple days here, we're going to be putting out the Miles Morales spoiler cast that we recorded. Um, and that was going to be real fun. And also, I'm working on Keeping It 100, which is a podcast I started way back in March, where I used a sorting uh, algorithmic bot to sort my top 100 games of all time. Uh, finally, I'm starting to finish up the finale for that, where I finally revealed that final list. And uh, if you want, follow me on Twitter, or if you follow the VGU.TV's Twitter, um, they are giving away some of those games in that list. So Ooh, if you okay. So yeah, if you want to, all you got to do is guess where you think these games will fall on my final ranked list. And there's about 10 codes there, including some Game Pass stuff, some Titanfall 2 code, um, stuff like that. So I'm excited for it. That's, 
Yeah, Titanfall 2, man. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, it's interesting that you said Titanfall 2 code, which means it's definitely number one. <laughs> There's a Titanfall 2 code okay. that I'm giving away. Yeah, but like... But I'm not going to reveal. <laughs> there is a strong chance that Titanfall 2 is in his top five. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's specifically Titanfall 2 that you chose to say. Well, I also said Game Pass, but yeah, that's but Game Pass doesn't really count. No, no, no. Hey, Game Pass is you're trying to th- Listen, you're trying to throw me off the scent. I already know what you're doing. You know what? If you really want to get thrown off, Gears 5 is ranked higher than every Uncharted game. Oh, my God. We talked about that. Ruben, <laughs> what? Ruben, Ruben, me and Kyle Stevenson have talked yep. with them about this before. What? <laughs> and oh, if you, you just broke my wild. brain there for a second. If you think that's why I'll oh. see you'll see the rest of the list, because even the first like number one hundred is gonna be crazy to a lot of people. So wait till you see the list. I'm I'm trying to finish it before Christmas. So that's what my main thing is right now. Oh man. I'm going to stand him. I think the gears one, two, and three trilogy is better than the Uncharted trilogy. I'm putting you shut the fuck right up. Okay. Oh my shut the fuck up. I don't know about Bro, that. I'm out of here. What is this blasphemy I'm hearing? What is Yo. going on? It's Yo, I had to sit through. How, how long have we been streaming now? We've been streaming for a good two hours right now. Two hours? I had to sit through two hours of people talk about Marvel's Avengers. Okay? <laughs> Trust me, I know. I was sitting there right next to and you. And now I got to hear this? Yeah. <laughs> to be uh, fair, our take is less spicy than that take. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I'll do that to you. Um, Eric, what are you plugging, buddy? Uh, I am plugging my Twitter that you can see in whatever corner I'm pointing it's, to right it's, now. It's the that I don't know. Um, let's see. What am I doing? Uh, I'm about to watch Rise of Skywalker with my friends. Uh, hey, it's, it, it's going to be trashing it for two hours. Okay, okay. I, I was, was going to so, ask, have you seen them before? It's for it's for a friend's birthday. So. Okay. Okay. Um, nice. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I'm about to hopefully try to get my Miles Morales review up. I can definitely attest to Emmett's uh, VGU site. It's great. You all should listen to it. He's great at what he does. So follow him. A lot of good stuff. Uh, and, you know, just mask up. <laughs> Socially distance, please. That's all sure. I got. Okay. Frank. What are you plugging, buddy? Uh, I'm going to plug my Twitter, because uh, that's actually the only thing I'm active on at the moment, because of Cyberpunk. Uh, so, yeah, my Twitter's going to be right above me somewhere. Uh, yep. Venom Unfit Snake. You probably can't see it, but hey. You know, yeah, I'm sorry. Easy, easy words. Venom, Unfit, and Snake. If you can't get that, don't don't, don't follow me. It'll be in the description. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, I, I tweet over there. Uh, I stream every now and again with the same with the same handle. Uh, whenever I feel like it, uh, I'm still out here eating beans. So please, you know, please, please follow me. Uh, Magical fruit. <laughs> I'm working. I'm working on. I, I care. I, I keep that motherfucking thing on me all time, dude. Look at that. Look at that. I keep it ready. You, you know, got to. when yeah. the hunger when the hunger fucking sets in, you, you got know? to. You never know when you get real hungry. Got a, yeah. Got the beans in his rari. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got we. I'm working with some gr- very great people on something very cool. Um, I can't talk about it yet, but definitely stand by on that. Uh, we'll we'll be announcing it very soon. Okay, cool. Sounds good. good. I'm looking forward to hearing what you're going to announce. Um, I am going to plug. Uh, we will be continuing our Attack on Titan 
uh, final season discussion this Sunday with episode three, right, Ryan? Yes. Episode three. Um, like I said before, this is the last video game podcast we will be doing this year up until next year, probably second week of uh, January. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Um, but until then, yes, I believe that's June t- yeah. January 10th, right? It's on the calendar. Yeah. We'll figure it out. I'll put What's it up. January 10th? Uh, Cyberpunk review. Well, a spoiler cast. Hmm. Um, but yes, we will continue with um, Attack on Titan, and we are reviewing Wonder Woman 1984 pretty soon. That is also going to come out pretty soon. I don't know uh, when, probably the first week of January. Um, so, yeah, I'll be streaming Cyberpunk 2077 throughout the week. Uh, I'll put the description below where where you can find me. It's Pen Con- uh, Penultimate Conquest on Twitch. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Pen Conquest and pretty much everything else at Pen Conquest. All right. Thank you, gentlemen, once again for joining me on this epic epic <laughs> this is epic showdown yeah epic showdown yeah the uh, ultimate showdown of ultimate destiny yep yeah it don't you this. <laughs> 2020 all-stars battle royale Let's i go. appreciate it i also want to just throw in a thank you for everybody that's been on ryan eric uh anthony frank has been on quite a couple times Thank you for helping me launch whatever the hell this is, this platform of talking video games, talking movies and anime and stuff. I really appreciate it without getting too heavy on the emotion stuff. Uh, thank you guys very much. You have no idea how much it means to me. Um, oh, man. Get a little teary-eyed. Get a little teary-eyed. With that, Thank you guys. Have a good night.